Welcome to Boku de Gaio, the spiciest anime podcast on the internet. Muy caliente. Today we are covering a show that is on Netflix for once. Be- oh my and, god, and that finally. We, and that we don't have to go like hunting over Hill and Dale to find the fucking, <laughs> to find the Taiwanese bootleg copy of. Ah, uh, yes. Or was, always support the official release. Yes, do, uh, do that as well. Yeah. Uh, the show is called Your Lie in April. Yep. It is a show about violence and killing and it's really action heavy lots of no it's <laughs> just me <laughs> frantically swiping through my notes like shit did i watch the wrong show yep yep no this is this show was a little bit different well very similar to the your name episode we did but very unlike all of the action anime we've talked about we did another another story another character driven yep. uh, anime you know and it paid off. Oh, and I, I think it worked did. well. So first off, let's knock off the, sh- the usual show information. Yes. The usual shish information. All right. So uh, studio is A One Pictures, who do a lot of shit. Uh, Black Butler, Fairy Tale, All No Is Zero, Love Is War, Aramanga Sensei. Those last two are recent. Aramanga Sensei is actually trash. Ooh. But it, it, it's like the call out. No. It, 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 Everyone in the community, it's like, it's like anime trash that's like, I'm fucking, I, I want to fuck my teacher who's also like my younger slash old, who's my older sister but looks like she's a lolly, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, 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 it's some real anime trash. That sounds unfortunate. Yeah, Love is War is an actual really good banger that came out recently that is like, it's like the Death Note eating a potato chip scene only turned into a rom-com. <laughs> Ooh, how, how would one do it's uh, it's two people trying to strategically make the other one fall in love with them first because they like each other but they're socially awkward geniuses and they don't know how to communicate normally and so ah. they spend the entire show trying to like trying to like 13 layers deep make each other say that they like them first michael why would i want to watch an anime about myself yeah <laughs> <laughs> Very, very fair point. Uh, airing dates, October 9th, 2014 to March 19th, 2015. Oh. Uh, yeah. I yeah. didn't think it was that new. It's, it's it fairly recent. doesn't look that new. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> damn. Uh, That's dire- for later. Directed by Kyohei Ishiguro. He hasn't really done shit as he far as I know. directed this one. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, like, he's like guest directed a couple episodes of Fairy Tale, but like that's it. He like huh. This was his first major work. He did a great job. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so first off, let's just give you a quick summary. We have... This show centers around a a group of middle school friends, uh, namely focusing on a dude named Kosei Arima, who is a child piano prodigy but quit due to uh, mommy dying, leading to him having a mental breakdown. And being unable and like just unable slash unwilling to play piano anymore until he meets a girl named uh, Kaori Miyazano, who is a like super bubbly, always glass half full violin player, literally always upbeat, who has the hella plot cancer and has she oh got man, it bad. I've I've seen some bad cases, some plot cancer before, but whew, that's one of the worst cases. Yeah, so basically she uh, we find out during the show that this bitch die in something fierce oh. and and that she is going to die because the show needs her to die for for uh, Kosei's plot arc. But yeah, so she got the plot cancer. She's dating his best friend named Rio uh, Ryoto Watar Watari who's a who's a, a soccer boy and then there's also a softball player named Subaki in there who like has the low key hots for for Kosei, and it's also and it little and got little bits of love triangle, all in the fact will Kosei relearns to play the piano and redevelops his love for music yeah. throughout the show, and then she dies at the end. Oh, she dies something fierce. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anything else important about the plot that we need to mention? Oh uh, yeah, that, those are big strokes. That that was the overall strokes, but the one thing you have to know is that the reason, the main reason that uh, Kosei just like can't do no piano no more uh is because uh his mom was like the worst human being yeah straight up uh she uh she got the same kind of plot cancer that uh Kauri has yep 
Um, Possibly the same strain. Yeah, the same strain of plot cancer. Gosh, it's getting around. Fucking yeah. Uh, but no, it, she used to be a piano player, and because of plot cancer, she couldn't play piano anymore. Um, so she was like, hey, kid, you're going to play piano instead of me because I can't do it anymore? Uh, and then uh, Kosei pretty much just thought that if he played piano good enough, it would save his mom's life. Uh, and because he was like in like sixth grade, he was like yeah. Se- when she died, he was like young. And- he was like really little. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. When she yeah died. He was still in like well, what, we, what we would call grade school, yeah. something like that, like below middle, like, like fourth below, or fifth grade. Yeah, something kinda, like that. Yeah. Deal. And this takes place when he's in like probably like what we'd call like eighth grade yeah. or so, eighth or ninth grade, something somewhere like in that. there. Probably. Um, so yeah, she treats him like actual garbage. Yeah. Uh, like, and, l- like bloody knuckles, rulers. Yeah. Uh, like. Just like abusive. actually beats him. Yeah. And won't let him go out and play with his friends. Yes. Uh, so she's, she's awful. Um, and then when she dies, he just like, doesn't really, he like completely shuts down and like, won't do piano anymore. Um, cause he equated playing the piano with making his mom happy with making her get better. Uh, that, that was kind of his thought and process. And he wasn't good enough at piano to make the cancer go away. That's true. The plot cancer catches us all in oh, the end. At the end, it comes for us all. You know, we're we're all... <laughs> I like to think that I'm important enough in somebody's world to catch the plot to cancer. Get plot, oh my god, I wish I'm, I'm a big enough side character in someone's <laughs> life to get, to get plot cancer that they care about. Yeah, so I could be part of their character development. Oh god. God damn it, Kosei. If you just could figure your shit out on your own, she wouldn't have had to die. Yeah. The first, your mom was not your fault. Kaori, a thousand percent your fault she died. What? <laughs> mean she had to die to develop his character okay yeah okay plot cancer i thought yeah. he like actually <laughs> killed just her murdered her like, in the hospital I, I think i missed some subtext of this bitch <laughs> so that's that's the general overview so now like we said we watched this on netflix and i want to say the first note i have here on the ipad tablet of notes is that real men watch the german dub because there was a German, <laughs> there was a German dub. There was a German right. ass dub on I'm Netflix. about that. All right. <laughs> okay. Good. Good for uh, Germany. Yeah. No. So, just some initial thoughts and notes, and we'll just plow through note sheet and that kind of shit. Go for it. First off, this this anime. I know that people joke about uh, anime characters having really big agu eyes. But oh my lord, these people's eyes were like 80% of their head. You were getting them oo-oo's the whole time. They were like gray aliens. (laughs) (laughs) They had some some big-ass eyeballs. Some of of those, and like some characters were worse than others. Like, you, you run into like background people where you'd be like, your eyes are like a third of your face. Yes. Like, Christ. Yeah, yeah. This is... It very much trying to play on like the innocence and the youth of the characters and that kind of yeah. stuff, because like the the show was very much about like subtextually friends in middle school trying to figure their shit out. Absolutely. And uh, how in specific just looks? Yeah. Wow. Hella anime. Yes. Yeah. Her eyes are and, massive. And I know that the whole like figuring out life is, like, literally the point of slice-of-life dramas. In, in fact, most of slice-of-life is, is like, high school, middle schoolers-ish. Trying to, like, figure things out and developing friendships. But I think this anime did, like, an exceptional job of it. Like, I I loved their friend group. I don't know about you, man. But, like, but, but just the dynamic they had in their friend... In, in that little group of four. It just felt... Just felt real and like there and just like the real friendship there. Absolutely. And then in like the title sequence when they were like taking like the four person nap together in in like OP one, uh, so that, that was just like so cute and comfy. No, yeah, and I I definitely agree because like at first, um, and I'll get to this more when I talk, but uh, like uh, Watari, uh, he he's like, oh, I'm a big doof. I do doofy things. I like girls. Uh, and that's like 90% of his character, but the other 10% is like this super caring, uh, like really like emotionally supportive, 
uh, friend uh, for Kosei. Uh, and at first, that was, like, a little bit jarring for me, because it was, like, I'm so used to a character either being, like, dynamic or completely one-dimensional. Uh, and he felt, like, almost the whole time he was just this, like, one-dimensional dude. He was, I'm the dude, I like pretty girls, I play sport. Yep. That is me. And then, like, Kosei would be like, I don't know, I'm just not feeling good right now. And, and Watery drops some, yeah. like, fucking, like, sage on the mountain shit. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Straight and, up. Like, it made me uncomfortable at first, and then I realized, like, that, that happens, like, all the time in real life. Like, you have friends that, like, have their personalities, and if you're really good friends to, with them, and you bring your problems to them, they're not still just like... Ooh, I don't know, I just kick soccer balls and like girls! <laughs> yep, yep. Like, no, they'll, like, help you through it. So, like, I, it, was, it was really cool to uh, see that. Yes. So, back to back to Michael's notes. I no. hijacked it. <laughs> I mean, this would be a pretty fucking boring show if I just... <laughs> you just listed it off. Yep. Uh, uh, so, one of the things that I noticed is that... Uh, why do they have flip phones? I just want to bring that up. Oh, it's, yeah, like it was, it's like 2014. Why do they have flip phones? Everyone had a flip phone. No one had a smartphone. Huh. Just wanted to mention that. Uh, I know that's like a thing. Is that a Japan? Thing? I don't. I don't know if it's a, like an actual Japan thing, but I know it's like an anime thing to like have the flip phones with like the big doofy charms on them and like they're like all tricked out and stuff and like flip phones are like the shit in anime. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Man, I want to go back to those days. You remember the, the, the Razor, the Razor yeah. flip phones that everybody thought yeah. was, like, the coolest thing? Oh, yeah. my God. I had a, th I had a phone, I had a flip phone called the Alias, and that shit Alias. is, like, like, leave some pussy for the rest of us, guy. <laughs> like, like, that thing was the shit. Oh. <laughs> that was, that thing, it could flip both directions. It could flip up like a normal no. phone, and you could put it down, and then you could flip it up like a side and the keyboard just changed uh it was like a it was like all it was all like backlit keyboard so the so the so, so the numbers oh, were, and the letters would like shit, change dude. depending on which orientation you had it in so it would either change to like normal one two like aaa like one two three number pad uh -huh. or it would change to qwerty when you flipped it up sideways what and that was actually like I'm at, I was actually that was the coolest I've ever been in my life. That's absolutely ridiculous. I think my favorite phone from that era uh, was the uh, I want to say the I don't remember what brand it was. It might have been Verizon or Sprint. Those are the, carriers. Oh yeah, duh. <laughs> I don't. I have no idea what brand it was, but it was God, the I, for, I forget what it was. The who was the director? Netflix. <laughs> like, it was the 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 juke or the jute. Uh, it or was Jew. It was like a normal phone, and the selling point was that to get the other screen going, like it'd just be like a normal phone with like a, it was like it looks like the razor, and then you would flick it sideways, and it would come up like that. Oh shit! Uh, like like swing out to the side oh, and sure. then pop up wait, top. Wait, 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 like a switchblade? Like yeah, a shink? Like, yeah, like kind of like a kind of like a a switchblade, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, exactly like a switchblade. Uh, I think Shit. it even had like a button on it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. And the and the ad played uh, Jukebox Hero, uh, and I just wanted nothing more in the world than that phone. Oh, damn. Time. All right. <laughs> good good phone <laughs> tangent. I, yeah. I enjoyed that one. Okay. What's what's next on the list? So, just some like, just some like uh, episode moments. For some reason, I in my notes, I have like, I have like six notes in a row that I felt necessary to label as happening in episode five. Like, apparently episode five was just an a really memorable episode. episode. Right. Yes. Right. So now, episode five, one of the things is that they, uh, that that's the one where they jump off the bridge together into the mm -hmm. into the river, and I go, who the fuck yells again when he was a kid after he almost drowns? <laughs> so, like, Kose as a child jumps into the river and then sinks like a stone. He goes to the bottom and they're like, Where's Jesus. Kosei? And then, so they're like, oh shit, he's drowning. They, um, Tsumaki jumps in, pulls up, and then someone yells, AGAIN! From the side! <laughs> like, what the fuck? Psychopath! Oh, it's just like, AGAIN! God. God, they love them some child death, uh, don't they? They do. And secondly was, I, I, wanted, I wanted to tie this in to 
the I think brilliant job they did of care of building Kauri as a character. Like what a like just everything about her was so on theme as a character. Like in episode I wrote down here in episode five, she says something I think it's after she collapses in episode four after their first like little piano thingy mm-hmm. together. And and she goes, Oh my dad is such a drama llama and I was like, That is such a That perfect is exactly line. something. That is she exactly Calorie yeah. I was like that was a what, great line. what good writing. Yeah. And then next thing, um was this one I have no context for. I it just says episode five, three minutes and thirty seconds remaining, show name drop and glowing snatch. And I'm not sure what the <laughs> context was. I, uh, I think it was one of the show's glowy bright ooh. moments, and it was like centered on someone's vajayjay. And it <laughs> glowing was glowing snatch, and I think what they dropped the name of the show. Yep. <laughs> and oh. then I also said, uh, "This show, when people cry, those are some chunky ass Holy tears." Crap. The the oh, granted, the tears are I think are actually pr- proportional to the size of their, their eyeballs eyes. on their yes. face. Yeah. Yes. But those are some chunky ass. Those God. are like those are like drowned small rodents if direct contact is made. Yes. Shit. Like oh I'm pretty God. sure that's how Kosei's cat died. He just cried on it and the shit drowned it. Yeah. The other thing I was the other thing I was wondering about a couple more things is that like, how did this show really likes to go into like the dynamic of them when they were very young, or, or I'd say very young when he was, like, doing piano and shit, mm. versus them w- now. And, like, I know that you grow a lot as, like, g- during your young years, but they, like, grow three feet apiece easily. Yeah. They go from chibi to human, and it's yeah. the weirdest thing. It's like when you're five or six... <laughs> You look like a freshly born bab. Yeah, actually, as you soon as you like turn like the pussy, as soon as you turn thirteen, you become like <laughs> a, an adult. You lose chibi powers and you yes. become a regular human. Chibi powers deactivate. Oh my god. Um. Also, so now, in, uh, we find out during Kosei's as Kosei's re-entering the profession, the like the music competition scene, that a few that a few of the people that he like lit a fire under their ass to, like, be better. And, and like, his his rivals, he didn't know they were his rivals, but they considered him the rival, mm-hmm. show up. Their names are Isa and Emmy. And they were they were probably my two favorite characters. Yeah, they were very show. good characters. I loved them. Um, my one comment is that this show makes a point on drawing people very realistically and, like, no, no crazy designs or anything like that. Meanwhile... Eyes out here looking like Yugi Moto in this bitch. Dude, <laughs> he's the one guy with anime he's, hair. He's the one. If you were playing Spot, the main character, you'd think it was Aiza. No, not that it was Kosei. He he looks. He has the fucking hyper mohawk of blondness. It is. It looked. It's so jarring. It is. It is like if if Yugi Moto's uh, uh, Yami Yugi. What the fuck is his name? Yami Yugi. Yami Yugi. Yeah, that, okay. that that's the alter ego. I mean, do you want to know like what's, no, what's the what's name? the kid? What's the kid's name? Yugi. Yeah, Yugi, Yugi Moto. Moto. Okay, yeah, yeah I get it. okay. I did right. Oh, by the uh, way, do you know what you know what Yami Yugi's actual name is? Because they actually reveal it after the entire show's done. Bahemut. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Uh, nope, it's Atem. Atem. Yep. He was an Egyptian dude. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, obviously. But, but yeah, no. It finally when when uh. What am I talking about this? I, should... I don't know. How do we? Oh yeah. Okay. So what Aiza. I was gonna say was, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, Yami Yu or Yugi Moto's hair. If that was a ten, then Aiza's would be like an eight and a half. Yeah. You yeah. know, on it the... was like that. Only yeah. take out the extra colors that are in Yugi's hair. Yeah. Yeah. Very spiky. Very blonde. So what? What about those two wonderful characters? Oh, that—that j- that was it. It was just Aiza's oh. crazy ass hair. Yeah. <laughs> he did have some crazy hair. Um. Who I wrote down. Who the hell can see stars that well in the middle of <laughs> in the middle of the city? Because there That's are multiple really moments dead. at night. And they're like, oh my god, look, look at the stars! And they're in the middle so of a, like, a fucking city, it's, and it's like nah, smack dab in the middle of a large town in Japan. Just yep. nope. Those nope. are those are either a uncomfortable number of helicopters to have in your sky, or you're full of shit. Yes, yeah, straight up. <laughs> right. uh, Want to do some pros? Uh, 
pros and cons? Sure, I had I had a couple of things. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. other things I wanted to talk about. Um, first of all, uh, I've watched a lot of animes that have some relationship stuff going on in them, uh, and I could say beyond a doubt that I think Subaki is the best uh, angry girl archetype character. Is it the best Sundere? Yeah. The best uh, Sundere because she's not like so... 24 7 It's not just like the worst human being all the time where it's just like by the end they fall in love. It's like, why? Yeah, exactly. What What single redeeming quality did that human being have? Yeah, because they actually... Yeah, no, because... I was going to say they they, they mixed the archetypes of Girl Next Door and, and Sundere, but those are typically mixed, actually. It's just that, like... She just turns into a bitch when her feelings get the best of her, and she's kind of like mm-hmm. defaults to like, and that's to like, like, hey, fuck you, and I'm, like, I'm like, I'll take that. Sure. I really, I really, I, I really liked that because it was like she became like the stereotypical Sundari when whenever she just got like overflowed with yeah. love and emotion and all that stuff. This show had uh, some of the most realistic side characters. Oh my god. Yeah. Like everyone just felt like a real ass person. Yeah. Oh, especially, and this was what I was going to talk about. I think uh, the two most uh, underrated characters uh, in the show are probably um, uh, what are the what are the two rivals' names again? Uh, Isa, Isa, and Emmy. Emmy, yeah, they're coaches. Yeah. Every interaction that those two had at the competitions, I was like, I just want more of these characters. Yo, sure, just like just uh, like the little like. Like quiet competitive rivalry. Yeah, I was. It was so subtle, and like all of their parts were so well written, uh, and I loved those too because like they they reflected their students a little bit as well, and like they rubbed off. And they on each had other. like they had like maybe twenty minutes of screen time. Total yeah, and it was like show. it felt like I knew so much about the personality oh, yeah. of these characters. Just the dynamic. Yeah, was just obvious. Yeah, it was great. Um, oh, wonderful. Uh, the other thing, why? Why do they sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star like that every time? <laughs> what do you mean? Okay, so there's this reoccurring thing where Twinkle Twinkle Little Star gets played every time, like a bunch of times in the show. Uh, on piano or sang and blah, 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 blah. Uh, or on multiple instruments. Uh, but uh, every time they get to Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, how I wonder where you are, up above the world so high. Like a diamond in the sky. Uh-huh. And like they, they embellish it and then they do it the same way every time. They give it the same sass on it every time. As if to make me think that I've <laughs> been singing that childhood song wrong my entire fucking life. Yeah. And it makes me really uncomfortable every time. <laughs> like every time they start bit. every time they start, I'm like, they're gonna do the thing. They're gonna put the little they're bit of like a diamond in the, the sky. sky. No the no one has ever done that. But only yeah. pretentious people sing it like that. <laughs> who who embellishes like a kid's song? Who the fuck has to like sh- has to like flex on Twinkle Twinkle? <laughs> who flexes on Twinkle Twinkle? You literally play like classical music. Like leave it in the yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that one got. You playing Mozart thirty two blue blue red hut hut hike. <laughs> Eight two eight. Like what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? You got to flex on Twinkle. Oh, uh, and then uh, hashtag. Also, after listening, tweet out hashtag flex on Twinkle. <laughs> That'll be the hashtag for this episode. Flex on Twinkle. Hashtag flex on Twinkle. Absolutely. But uh, the last one. <laughs> the the last. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I got two more. Uh, there is w- at one point uh, uh, in the in the dub. If you choose to watch the dub versus the sub. Um, Which you can. It's good. Yeah, the it's, dub it's is well real. Done. I really like the dub. I really liked all the voice actors. Um, but there is one point where one of the judges makes the horrible mistake of saying, uh, 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 this person's, uh, you know, the number one with a bullet uh, to win this competition. First of all, there is one person in the world who's allowed <laughs> to say that, and it's not you. It's, it's the lead singer of Fallout Boy. Uh, and secondly, a loaded gun complex cock and pull it. Uh, and then f- my final point uh, is uh, there is a middle school, no, not even middle school, like grade school, like below middle school, uh, 
the one that the little kids go to, yeah. the Chitlins, that owns a Steinway grand piano. Like a, not, not yeah. just a grand piano, a Steinway concert grand piano. <laughs> In pristine condition. Just, just the most beautiful. Like it's climate controlled. Like, and... we're talking upwards of like $300,000. <laughs> you oh. can't, like, music programs today can't even get, like, you're playing on the same busted drum heads for like six years, and you want me to believe that yeah. this middle school bought a that Steinway. So... Yep, fucking was... Steinway and Sons. And and the fact that all of those little kids treated that Steinway like, that well. Yeah. Like there's no like scratches or like fucking strawberry jelly wiped on it. Like there isn't a single juice yeah, yeah, stain. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure with the with the level of mentors these kids had, they would yeah. have been beaten if they just actually near it. Fair, um, yeah. but I think but that was a vi- that's a very fair point. That and like <laughs> that was... everyone and their brother had one. Yeah, everyone yeah, in the fucking house that you have, you have the toilet piano, you have the fucking you have, you have the like, kitchen piano. This is my kitchen Steinway. This is my bedroom Steinway. Yeah, yeah. There was like a there was a there was a there was a multitude yeah. of incredibly nice pianos. That just like this. At, uh, this show was obviously like got sp- sponsorship from Steinway because like every single time somebody touches a piano, it'll like a give Steinway. you it'll give you that glory shot of their hands playing something crazy with just the word Steinway on the piano. Steinway and Sons and, and Sons. Sorry, I forgot about all of their millions of uh, off-brand bits. But yeah. uh but yeah, I that was a little weird for me. Um Yeah. It not quite as bad as the Pizza Hut placement in Code Geass. Oh but like <laughs> you know, as yeah. a show sponsored by Pizza Hut. At least <clears throat> this was thematically appropriate. Yeah. And not Pizza Hut. <laughs> yeah, not just Pizza Hut. You did get like the best piano company to sponsor a piano movie, so you know. Uh. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I think that'll do it that does it. Uh, about for the things like just random nonsense I wanted to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Uh, All right, so some pros and cons. Pros and cons. Go take the pros or okay. the cons. Uh, uh, I, I got some pros to start off with. Um, first thing I wrote is that within the first five minutes of the show, I already fell in love with the friend group. I know I already said that, but I just feel like it's the feeling like it's like that holy grail that's that slice of life shows try to get you. The one I always reference is Baca and Test, mm-hmm. because that was, like, my favorite Slice of Lifey show. That's, then. like, the only other Slice of Life-esque anime yeah. I've watched, yeah. And, 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 and I just, I don't know if it's actually good, but I love it so much. And, like, I think it's great. And, like, you just want to, like, and you just want to, like, it just reminds you of just, like, hanging out and just shooting this shit with your friends and talking. And just, you know, just fucking around and having a great time. Uh, it's great. And, and, and this show gives it to you within the first, like... Like immediate, like immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I the first piano performance, I I I got the tinglies. I don't know what you call it, but you but like like little spine tinglies. Oh yeah. When you hear something really good, mm-hmm. I thought that was wonderful. And then uh, next, oh, I feel like I went over these. I'm just I'm going on the list. You can't stop me because you are listening to me on a podcast. So yes. go fuck yourself. They build the character of a of Cowry so freaking well. Like I said. Her, uh, her her dub is actually, like, synced up. Her lip flaps. The voice actress is great, super bubbly and excited. And, like, you just... She's absolutely a blonde. She's just, like, such a bubbly, happy blonde. It's very And then nothing that she does really breaks that world for me. She just, like... Even mm. when even when you learn what the shit she's going through, you're going to be like, oh, she's, like, trying a, extra hard to be happy. And all that shit. Big time. And it's great. Um, I... I think... Uh, th- there were times when, like, Subaki or, uh, or, or Watari are watching them play piano, and I just thought that they, like, represent the, uh, just represent the view of non-music people looking in a, on a music world really well. Just, like, mm-hmm. a, a combination of, like, awe and then insecurity that I'm not doing that, or, like, or like they're so much better than me, or, so, I don't know, it, it's a weird mix, but I thought that, like... I thought they did those characterization moments quite well. Yeah. And just, uh, I liked it. Uh, but, but, uh, when I, I found, uh, 
Tsubaki's individual struggles with, like, who she wants to be while still... <laughs> and, like, who she act who she wants to be with while still, like, technically dating the one, like, softball player, but, like, they're just, like, going out for form's sake, and... Mm -hmm. It's a fun... It's just... This all ties back to, like, the like, the amazingness they do with building real-world, realistic characters. But, like, that whole thing of, like, we're dating, but I, like, find myself talking about the other guy too much, and, like, I'm actually in love with him, but, like, I mean, he's, I mean, he, this guy's cool, I think we should hang, I think, I, sh I think we should hang out, because he's, like, I, I, I've had a crush on him before, but, like, he, but, but he's not the actual one. I, I, I was, like, I get it. I get that shit. For sure. Really, what this comes down to for me is just, like, it goes into two categories. It goes with the characterization of, of the people and the realism of the moments. Like, the moment that really gets it for me every time is, besides, like, the big fancy piano shit at the, at the end where it's, you know, it's, like, pretty and colorful. That's nice. But, like, the, but the moment where uh, Tsubaki and Kosei are, 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 standing, are standing under the thing in the rain and, and it's just, like... And it just feels like it's some random day like any other. And and then uh, she's just finally like, do you love Kaori? And he's like, yeah, I think I do. And then she's like, why don't you try loving me instead? And then she gets embarrassed and runs away. I wrote down, like, the human moments in the show happen so organically. It becomes easy to relate. Like when Kose says he loves Kaori, you can just feel Tsubaki's frustration. Big moments like that don't happen on the top of mountains or on or, or like or like on or like on big plains pardon pardon the doggo if you can yeah. hear in the background we're just he's, gonna keep he's on a trucking boy uh, they happen on they happen on shitty rainy days at the bus station or at like the gas station when you're picking up so that's when those moments happen because moments are not played enough to time themselves for when you're in a nice beautiful setting they happen on yeah. just your every they happen on a fucking Thursday evening when you're just out and then suddenly your whole life changes. That definitely and adds. That definitely adds to the uh, uh, the like realism and the like lifelike nature of the whole show. Yeah, absolutely. I just that moment in particular just got me. I was like, I feel you, girl. I feel like the like, dude you like like someone else, and you don't know what to do about it because she's dying, so you can't say forget about her and just go with me. But you. Just, but you know, it's like haven't it's we all shit. been in that position? Yeah, you know, that that uh, I guess relatable is the wrong term. You know, but not, like, now you, that I think about it, not not so much relatable. Hashtag relatable. The plot cancer. Not not so much relatable, but as in like you can you can simplify uh, simplify sympathize with it. Like it, it invokes empathy. Yeah, totally. There we go. Uh, you got any pros? Or do you want to move to cons? Uh. I, I talked about a handful of pros or, uh, at the start here, but um, I thought uh, the all of the the music choices were like really good. Um, they made the they made the conscious decision with a lot of the piano pieces that get played to pick things that like if you come from a classical background, like you know the songs, like you've heard them a hundred times because these are like common competition pieces and stuff like that um i didn't know a lot of them but i knew a handful of them and i talked to some of my more music or like piano and classically inclined friends and they were all like yeah no it, i i know those songs and like they're they're pretty common and like they're very high level stuff uh in fact uh one of them uh the one of the chopin tunes that kosei plays uh, I actually uh, recorded a master's or uh, a student at MSU playing uh, to uh, like get into a master's program for uh, piano performance. So like I heard that tune and I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. That was that was, that was a good connection to real life. Um, so I, I liked a lot of the musical stuff. Um, obviously, uh, I'll talk more in specific about the music in the art corner bit. Um, but tying into that as well, um, uh, there was a lot of really good moments of, like, accurate depictions of piano playing. Uh, you know, the, the finger movement on the pianos was very good, uh, in my opinion. Uh, if very CG. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and I felt, I, when I saw they were CG, it, like, kind of put me off at the start, but then I realized, like, 
I don't think any human being should be put through, uh, doing, like, animate, hand animating, uh, like, you know, 16th notes. You're right. Uh, 16th I just notes at, like, 230. I just assume <laughs> my animation slaves will just do it for yeah. me. I just yell at them. But you're right. But, like, I wasn't, like, like I, I was, I was, like, it would have been cool and I would have been, had my mind That would have been a major bonus if it, if it was it not been, CG. But, like, I can understand the CG yeah. and the CG was really You're cool. right, you're right. Um, uh, Dialed down my expectations a little bit. Other positives, uh, I thought a lot of the more, like, sappy, poetic writing that happened during the show, uh, was really good. Uh, it, even if, like, there were points where it felt like it was out of place, um, those lines were still, like, super well written. Like, it was all super emotional, and, like, it, it all felt really powerful, even though there were points where it was like, yeah, no, that's not how, like, middle schoolers, like, think yeah, no. or talk. But, like, if they did think or talk that way, this is... Low-key watchery, the most, the only actual middle schooler among, in the whole group. Yeah. I like soccer and poontang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. His character arc. Absolutely. Um, but other than that, uh, I feel like a lot of my positives come, come, uh, later in the art corner. Soccer so. and poontang. Uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's go to some, some negatives. I think we can, I think we both have one giant negative. That, that that like all all the negatives can be summed up as one thing. Yeah. The attempts at comedy in this show oh. suck giant horse dick. I never laughed. It literally would ruin moments when I was getting emotional when when they would try to crack a joke. Yeah. Oh, is that just me? That was just me. I despised the comedy in this. The attempt it. It was. It was. It go, was. Go for it. Yeah. You're, you're good. No, because now I can't shit on it because it's the guy in the room that liked it. No, uh, yes, you can't. Okay. No, please give me your opinion. It was. I, I it was the most. This. It was the most effortless Japanese comedy ever. There was never a well thought out joke. It was simply that Lamau, you, oh, you dummy Kosei, or girl, I'm angry at you, and then we switched to stupid like effortless chibi art, and it just. <laughs> And, like, it was just cringy jokes the whole way through. And I just, uh, I was not a fan. And I think that was my biggest complaint. Okay. In there. I just, at least for me, the comedy never hit home. And so, just as a, and this is coming from, and I guess it's really hard for me to find animes where the comedy really does hit home. Because a lot of anime comedy really doesn't, really doesn't hit the mark for me. Uh, a lot of, like, traditional anime oh. comedy, like, oh, you perv baka head karate chop, <laughs> shit like that. Uh, like, it's always been very miss. And, and shit, stuff like Konosuba is is funny, but that's just because they have timing down v very well, shit like that. But I don't know. That was that was my biggest number one complaint. It's, it's just the comedy missed quite, quite consistently. So... There were points where I felt that same way, but my one argument, you know what type of person makes really crappy, low-effort jokes? Middle schoolers. Yeah. That was, that was my only one thing. Like, I felt like this, like, kind of, like, low-effort garbage humor at points, uh was okay. like characteristic of some of those characters like they don't they're not comedic geniuses uh and i'm not saying that you were arguing that they uh they needed to be or were i i thought that if this show took out all of those comedic moments uh it would just be this depressing emotional slog through all of this, uh, in my opinion, I feel like it would did have you actually laugh become that. At yeah, you did because like a lot of it just caught me completely off guard because it would just be like, "Oh my God, this is so sad." Yeah. Alexa, play Despacito, yeah. and then 
they would like hit me with just like the most if you not, you not, know that not, meme not, not the sad song i'd pick out of no me. that's the point okay got it uh, but uh but they uh, and then it would just be like um uh, baka why did you talk about that girl knee kick yeah <laughs> Uh, and I would chuckle at it because, like, it would hit me out you think of nowhere. You just, like needed it. To, yeah. Like, as the no, break. absolutely. That, that like, was your escape. The the comedy in in this, uh, though it might not be like great comedy, and I agree with you, it is pretty shit. Uh, but I feel like it plays a pivotal role in this this show to make it not just like dark and dreary and sad as fuck the whole time. So like I'm really glad that uh, that the that it was there. Ooh, pian- uh, computer. PC has entered battery saver mode. Oh boy, yeah. it's saving that battery. Um, uh, but I think the the comedy was very very necessary in my opinion, just for pacing. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna be like you're wrong. Yeah. No. Ha! This is this the kind of yeah. disagreement that I like to have, where it's just like, here's my opinion, here's my opinion, cool, <laughs> all right, yeah, next. next thing, yeah, all right. So what? Yeah, what are your other That's, negatives? Was it really just the comedy? It was really just the comedy. Oh, I mean, it, not that there weren't other things in there that were like, it, it was not like it would have been a perfect ten except for the comedy. There were other things sprinkled in there that kind of like, I was a little meh on, but none that were. Like overarching, it was mostly just like a moment-to-moment thing for me. Just yeah. Like, so, so, some things hit me well, some things didn't. You know. But overall, it left a positive impression. Otherwise, should we move this biatch to the art corner? I have one negative. Hit me. Uh, that there are, is it twenty-two or twenty-three episodes? Twenty-two. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, we find out Oh that, yeah, that one. We find out that Cowdery is going to die in, like, episode four. Four? Is it four? It's I like, thought it was three. She, I thought she, I thought she collapses in four. Uh, three or four. Like, like three, in the first hand of counting. Three, I think, I thought three was the one where she took the fistful of pills. I don't, oh, I don't, maybe. I don't remember. Sure. But anyway. I thought she was just, like, doing opium or something. Way, like. yeah, I mean, we were all hoping. Uh, way too early, in my opinion, do we find out that Cowrie die. is, it's like they use the same symbolism as her, like, sick mom, yeah. it's like the camera shots, it's like, alright, I feel like you you broke it a little bit too early, in yeah, my yeah, opinion. Yeah, you blew the load a smidge early, and, and then you edged for 20 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're like she's gonna die. <laughs> oh, she collapsed again. Oh, she's flatlining. Oh, it she's is. okay now. The, the, this show is death edging for twenty episodes. <laughs> death edging. Dedging. Oh no! It was this bitch just wouldn't die. She was Jesus like a cockroach Christ. for twenty episodes. What if she died in like episode five and then? I was and then really like hoping seventeen episodes of him dealing with that emotion. I was like, really hoping that, that was going to be the situation. Spicy as fuck. Like they just got really attached and like fifteen she died and then like there he didn't it didn't fix him. It just spiraled. It, it just actually destroyed him God. even more as We're a human. Such man. good writers. Yeah. Dude. Just in like, like after after drinking alcohol and then sitting in a room with no consequences. There's a write this show so absolutely like there was a there was a great point uh, where there was like Cowrie calls uh, um, Kose uh, after uh, uh, well she's at the hospital uh, and she's like look up at the giant plane and he looks up at the giant plane he's like oh that's a cool giant plane I was like I know it's not. <laughs> I know they're not gonna do it, and I know it has nothing to do with this, but god damn would I love it if it was if just like hit? if no, if if like I he just the, I thought if Cowrie got nine eleven or something. If he just like looked down at his phone or like a calendar somewhere like, and it just said it was like nineteen forty two and then the bomb dropped and then I would be like Oh, oh. Oh my god! I was like, I was, I laughed about it, but then I was like, I, I would love that phone. so much. That 
I would love that to just see that like be the ending of this heartfelt end anime was just like surprise it's in World War Two they're all dead. Lamau Hiroshima. <laughs> I was just like, I know it's not gonna happen. It's, but that's it's physically impossible with their dress and their technology. And, but like but maybe the commonplace of jet engine like, airplanes. What if they just bombed this town? And what it if it just ended? blew up? Like. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, shit like oh that. Oh god, it's... my music didn't matter. The world's an uncaring <laughs> void. And it's actually a deep existentialist anime. Yeah, it's all about like, does my music reach you? No, it no, doesn't. It doesn't. There is no afterlife. There is no emotion. Love is a lie. There is only nuclear winter. Oh my god, yes. But yeah, a okay. good ass ending. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I would love it. Uh, well, fuck. Do we want to go to the art corner now? Yeah, man, I guess. Let's All do right. it. You want to do music or animation first? We did music last time. Music's going to be the bigger one, so let's do animation. Hit him with first. Let's talk so about this entire, so this, so this show's animation did most uh, did, did actually a good chunk of storytelling. They had a they had a line in the very beginning that was that was a uh, when Kosei first sees Kaori, he says or, or when or Kaori's talking to fuck something in those two. One of them says when when you're in love, the world just seems more colorful. And and the entire show's animation style is based on that. Color equals love oh. slash happiness. There's a direct correlation between the two. And black and what, white means... Black and, like, all the scenes of his mom are in black and white, because there was no love there, and it was just, and it was just sadness and hatred. Until all the they... scenes with Kaori. Um, until he slapped her, then there's lots of red love blood. And... <laughs> And, uh, red love blood. Yeah, yeah. No, it, uh, she has a red. And not even in like, and not even like the you banged a girl on her period way. Just like the actual bloody lip way. Wow. What did I Oof. Sorry. I just no, that was good. Yeah. You hit no, him with it, and I no, appreciate it. No. And uh, and uh, his mom hit him with it too. Yeah. Hey, it, be, it, it being her hand. Yes. Uh. So yeah. No. It's just yeah. the beautiful color meaning love. Yeah. It's. I mean, the like, whole the, show that's is so the one. Pretty. The whole and, show is so And pretty. also, you almost need to wear sunglasses watching this show. Because holy bright. shit, this is like... Like, they just took, like, the brightness and, like, the white saturation. Just, like, 11 on every single... Every single color is just, like, the brightest shit you've ever seen. They... It's like... They would not see... Like, they could not tell a dark palette if it pissed on them. It's like, <laughs> it's like those, uh, those, like, pieces of paper... That are like neon colored. Yeah. That you look at them and it and like it, hurts your eyes to yeah, look like at them a, like for too long. Yeah, like like squint a smidge, but it's just paper. Yeah. So you feel like a little weird, yeah, but it's still like, bright. Oh, it's so bright on my eyes. Like the whole show is in. For that all you color. programmers, it's like this entire show is a light themed IDE. It's just like you. It's like you have IntelliJ and you didn't turn it to dark mode yet. Well, like that's what the show is like. Uh, just, that, that was a programmer joke. Gotcha. I appreciate those. I'm about those. Uh, yeah, no. For me, I thought all of the animation was just spot on. Uh, you know, the CG moments were... But, uh, but the rest of it was just mm -hmm. Lots beautiful. of visual storytelling. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I don't know, I don't know if there needs to be more said about, about the animation. Like, it's... It's good. Yeah. Mm. The, the uh, normal corners are cut that are cut in shows, but, like, you can't expect people to have infinite money. Yeah. So, like, it's fine. So, NBD. Yeah. So, so moving on, probably, to music now. Yeah. Um, starting with OP1, where the whole show starts. Um, it's really cute. Uh, it's really upbeat. Um, it's... <sighs> See, I don't... I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble... Uh, like thinking of descriptors and like uh, talking about a lot of this music because it's not similar to a lot of yeah. the music and a lot of the anime that I've listened to. Um, but the a lot of the music because this show is about a classical piano player and a say. classical uh, violinist. Um, uh, even though the OP is like a, a like a pop song, uh, the instrumentation is still like. A drum set and a singer, which is part of the normal arrangement. Yep. And then, like, lots of strings and, like, these big technical piano parts. And it's, like, it's super pretty uh, and it's super well-produced. Um, uh, uh, outro one, uh, same issue I have. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's trash. It's just all the way back to it. 
it there there are a handful of episodes where I feel like it sets up the next episode pretty well, um, just because uh, it does the same thing that the action animes do, where like the the outro is like kind of lulling and like very relaxing, and uh, there's not a lot going on in it. Um, and that does actually work for some of the of the uh, episodes, but not all of them. Uh, Dogwog saying hello. Yep. That's my dog Chase. He hates everything uh, except for food. Uh, <laughs> he, he likes that. Yeah, he does like food. Um, so, other uh, uh, to OP two now. Uh, I thought OP two uh, was excellent. Um, I actually liked OP one more, but that, but just just my opinion. And sorry, let me rephrase that. Uh, I liked OP one better as a song. Sure. Uh, to me, um, there. Uh, OP2 opens with this like bright happiness just like OP1 did uh, and then it kind of goes into this like semi-dissonant uh, like minor uh, feel uh, where it's it's kind of like mysterious almost um, and, and the development of these uh, OP1 into OP2 to me kind of symbolizes like you don't know what's happening like is Kauri gonna live or not? Like it's it's very like uh, it like symbolizes the 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 change in the middle of the of, of the anime to this situation of like who's gonna live and who's gonna like is she gonna live? Is she gonna die? Like what's going to happen? And she was gonna um, die. No, yeah, she was gonna die. But like it's the it's the un the show still <laughs> makes you want to believe she's not gonna yeah. die. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, but like it's it's that. Uh, uncertainty of the future that I feel like that OP really shows. Uh, outro to exact same thing. Yep. So, like, I got nothing Crash. else for that. Yep. Um, the uh, in-episode music, um, I'm gonna start not talking about the, like, actual like, piano performance bits and the violin performance bits. Uh, I thought it was great. Um, it was... I expected it to be really hammed up because of how, um, like, poetic and emotional the dialogue is at points, um, but it wasn't. Uh, it was a lot of string parts and piano parts, um, sticking in that classical, um, you know, set of instruments that they had set out for themselves in the, in the OPs, um, and it, it really just... Uh, did its job of outlining the emotion of the scenes that were happening uh, versus being like, oh, it's it's an emotional, uh, you know, speaking part. Better do, like, this super sappy, multiple strings, big orchestra, piano-focused uh, thing. Uh, I fe it, was, it was usually just, like, one or two parts, very light, uh, and really, like... Um, it, like bolstering the dialogue versus like overpowering it with something that was too in your face. This is a sad moment. Yep. This is a happy moment. It was, it was, yeah, it was very delicate. Sadness. <laughs> Happiness. Feel of them. Uh, no. It was trying to beat down your door with emotions. Yeah. Uh, but when it, when it comes to uh, the classical portions of this anime... The competitions, all of the practicing, it's just uh, immaculate. Like, I can't... This show was based around music. Do you music. think they actually brought in live people to, like, record it just for this anime, or do you think they sampled from online? Uh, I'm sure they... I mean, these are these are popular piano pieces. Uh, it would probably... <sighs> Well, there were situations where uh, Arima plays like hot garbage. Yeah. Uh, so they definitely had to have somebody to play those parts like hot garbage. They, they couldn't. They couldn't have googled someone sucking dick at Beethoven <laughs> Opus Five. <laughs> I mean, like, I guess they could have, but like, some. It, what if this entire show was just built around what music samples they could find, and then they just, like, <laughs> built the performances around... Ah, oh, I mean, we have to do one where someone at, sucks ass, so this, we just do our garbage run-through of Chopin. <laughs> Let's put it in our show, dude. No, I, uh... I, I think they probably got somebody to play it. Uh, like, just hired a classical piano player. Because there's a, there's a really good chance that for a piano player like that, 
you know, the average studio rate for a studio musician is about $100 for three hours. Uh, and three hours, you could probably... Or you, you're talking probably less than $1,000 to pay a piano player to play the whole, like, soundtrack to this show. Uh, which is probably less than you would play pay a, like, actual sound designer for doing all of the sound mm-hmm. in an anime and stuff. So, something tells me they probably took the time and money to actually pay uh, a professional to come in and record them versus, like, sampling and stuff. Um, Boku to Gaia, where we do no research and speculate nope. on, li- uh, on just air. So much speculation. Yep. Uh, but the peak of professionalism. Absolutely, please. absolutely. Uh, but I thought I thought all of the performance music was amazing, even down to the the bad run throughs that uh, that he had. Uh, like they 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 still sounded like well produced. Like it sounded like they were in a space the size they were in all the time. Which I really appreciate. Um, not everything sounded like it was in a sound booth. Yeah, no. It, well, not everything sounded like this is a Steinway in a great recital <laughs> hall. Uh, Got it. It's uh, a lot of it just sounded like, hey, I'm in a small room playing a piano. Um, there were also some moments where to drive the emotionalness of one of those performances, they would add more instruments than just the piano when he was playing piano. I was a little curious about that. Yeah. Like, like the, I think the idea behind that was, like, it's always during the sections where it's like, everybody's in the, in the crowd is reacting to it, like, oh my god, this music brings back so many emotions. Yeah. And then it'll, like, add in more, more instruments to, like, play up that Some emotion. So the bassoon is like, oh, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> like, yeah, no, like, I, I, I wasn't, like, upset Show about it. Show me one cat with a fiddle, like, where are these people? Yeah. In the orchestra pit? I guess. Waiting for someone to, like, really start banging it out, and then they're <laughs> like, Jim, pick up it. Jim, Jim, grab Jim. the French horn. <laughs> grab that French horn! <laughs> but, like, I, I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought it kind of, like I said earlier with the in-episode music, it was very much so there to, like, bolster the emotion rather than to, you know, like, this is really sad, understand it. Um, so I, I, I was I was a fan of it. It was, it was a little jarring at first, but I kind of came around to it. Um, I think that pretty much does it. Uh, there isn't anything special, like, uh, sound design-wise in this. Uh, it's all very, you know stock nothing like specific to talk about um it's very good it's super professional and everything uh they did everything right it just wasn't like over the top oh my god i noticed this and it like set up this scene so well and like oh my god um but yeah uh music uh overall like honestly it's an anime about music you knew it was going to be great like just from the start uh so you know 10 out of 10 for me yeah so any, any final thoughts, or should we just wrap her up? Uh, final thoughts? Uh, seriously, if if you're the type of guy or person like me who who's really just looked out, uh, looked for and searched for action anime, and fighting, and shooting, and gore, and smashing, and blah, and that's why you watch anime, this, this is a great character-driven anime for you to look at you, watch this and, and watch your name yeah your name which is the other non-action anime we've talked about and like they those oh. two anime together make up some of like they're an amazing jumping off point for, might have expanded this man's horizons yeah definitely anime. like I've, i i'm definitely gonna find myself looking into more different anime in the future knocking down some of those immediate biases yeah no absolutely that's awesome give it a shot yeah dude uh, this, this show just made me happy to watch for a lot of the time. It made me sad to watch too at, at points yeah. and like, I cried points that hit hard. I cried four times. Four. Four, four whole times. Four times. This show upset me so much. Fuck toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah, no. I cried. I, I am a man and I cry. Yeah. Uh, I, it just, I, shows have made me cry before. 
so, like, I, I am all all good ones too. So I, I won't say that as like a bad quantifier, but just like, I just I also just look for shows that are like, man, I, I can't just be sad all the time. Just like just like four friends shooting the shit in like real scenarios. Yeah. Like, that's just a treat to watch sometimes. And it just, just so and, happens and, and one of them is dying. Watching. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, three friends and one future plot cancer victim. <laughs> Uh, who who watcheries pity fucking, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But, but yeah, no, I agree. Like yeah. sometimes, like you don't want fighting and death. You just want four just, people yeah. having a good time, you know? And just like friend groups, life's yeah. good. That's great. So yeah, recommend from me. Well, thumbs up. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check us out on social media. Uh, we got Facebook, we got Twitter. Yeah. Uh, the we are. You can find our podcast wherever you find podcasts. Just all over the place. Right. If if Spotify hasn't already bought them all, because yeah, that's Spotify true. did just buy uh, like a couple weeks ago, bought like a bunch of uh, streaming platforms. Well, we are on we are on Spotify. we are on Spotify. So yep. if you're listening to us on iTunes, drop us, maybe drop us a five star. That'd be cool. Yeah. You. And to all those people that listen to us on. Uh, Apple Music, not Apple Music. Uh, yeah, Apple Music. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for using a better streaming service than Spotify for paying artists. <laughs> I I really appreciate it. Uh, just as an artist, so. I listen to Google Play Music, which is a paid monthly subscription. There you go. That's the good stuff. Yeah. That that, that definitely that pays real nice. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. Check us out on those channels. Michael, play us out. Yeah, thank you, my salsa heroes. <laughs> salsa <laughs> heroes. And why do you want me like hit my upright? Me do 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 do